Hey everybody, this is RJ Thompson joining you again for another thrilling episode of the City of You podcast and I'm sitting down with Derek McDowell who uh, is the the proprietor of the Youngstown <laughs> Flea, I believe. Is that the, the, the label or I've the I've been position? given a couple. You know, the news likes to uh, add in their labels. So I, well, founder well, of the Flea, we've, you know, okay. kind of rolls off the tongue well, I guess. Founder of the Flea. I like it. The alliteration with yeah. the Fs. It's, it's yeah. good. Um, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the genesis of of the Youngstown Flea, how it all started, <laughs> and um, where it's at now. Do you want what I tell my friends, or do you want? <laughs> now you know what. Um, it, it really was. I want of... the truth. Uh, here's the truth. <laughs> Here, here's the truth. Um, so I'm also the the. Um, the founder of, of the We Are a Generation apparel brand. And I found myself, you know, at a space where uh, I was traveling outside of the community to disseminate that message, you know, and, and move a lot of the product, um, you know, T-shirts, hats, socks, you know, a lot of accessories. You know, I was in Cleveland and Pittsburgh and New York and D.C. and Chicago. I kind of mapped out like this six-hour radius that I could get to and did very well, but there came a day where I just noticed all the health of these communities, and I thought to myself, why can't I vend my own apparel brand in my own community? And one of the things I just recently, in the last couple of years, learned of myself is that I'm a fixer. Okay. And so I didn't wait around on someone to fix that problem. I saw the need, You're and being I just... proactive. Yeah, proactively yeah. said... You know, what if I create that platform? And and it was it began a bit selfish, right, mm-hmm. with my own endeavors. But as quick as I thought of the idea and how it would benefit me, it rolled into there must be others. You know, I can't be alone in this this concern. And so um, it, it, that's where it really began. And so, you know, that gave me the, the lifeblood and the passion to really start walking out. Okay, what would this really look like if we started going down that road? And so, you know, I, I thought, let me find a venue. Um, let, me, let me really negotiate something that's going to be front and center for this community. I, I always knew in order to pull this off, it needed to be as in your face as a Broadway play in New York. When we roll back these curtains, there won't be, you know, the, the time for practicing is over. Let You're, the show begin. The show begins. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the, you know. No, that's great. <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell me a little bit about We Are a Generation and uh, what the, 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 the spirit of that, product, that project yeah. is. So, you know, it really began with uh, as a creative outlet. You know, I grew up drawing. I'm a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I got older, you know, graphics hit. And so computers, you know, used to save cereal box tops <laughs> from grocery stores to get computers in school. So I started getting into, you know, the Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, and then, you know, as, a, as you get older, you develop a sense of style. So, sure. you know, now I'm dressing well and, and I'm still into the artistry. And I thought, how can I blend the two worlds? And so that's where the apparel side of things came from. The message didn't hit until later. And I think um, it's, it's very much tied to the community as well in that, um, <laughs> you know, we have our interpretation of what we are a generation means. But mm-hmm. we allow people to interpret it for themselves. And so... You know, you saw some of the signage in the community, right? Some of the graffiti on the buildings, and people would comment, oh, I love it. You know, we are a generation who's going to change 
what Youngstown looks like. They could complete the narrative. Exactly. Yeah. So it really was something that appealed to the person's sensibilities. You know, if you were a positive person, you appealed to it positively and you would complete the narrative with a positive statement. We looked at it broader in the sense of uh, we are a generation linked by not age or mm -hmm. demographic, but more by mentality. Um, you could be uh, 58 years old, and I'm 36 years old, and, you know, the kind of tagline for the brand is, we clothe world changers. Right. And so that didn't matter what age you were at that point. It really more mattered in the mentality and your talent and your skill set and how you <clears> view <throat> the world in front of you and how you plan to change it. And let's do that together. Um, we could do more, but as individuals, when it comes to what we're gifted at, Right. So taking individuals and linking to them together, not by, you know, what we can do, but how we can do it, I think. And when did you start that? Um, that's been in the works for a while. Um, 2007 is when it okay. began, um, but I was still in the corporate world of AT&T yeah. trying to get the business off of the ground and part-time in it for a number of years. Well, the reason I ask is, and <clears throat> especially considering the uh, the current uh, the current. Uh, environment. You know, I, <laughs> sure. I use that term culturally yeah. uh, and politically. I think we all know what that means yeah, by now, though. Yeah, the, 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 the current, the political <laughs> current. Um, well, I, I, I like the fact that this mentality was a bit ahead of its time because I think a lot of people, especially um, the millennial group, sure. uh, of which we're both members, yeah. uh, are really feeling that right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a very empowering message. Sure. And, um, and I feel that, too. Um, yeah. There are a lot of things that I would say that made the, and, and just to flip-flop back and forth, but I, I'll correlate, there are a lot of things that made the flea successful. Mm. Um, and I, one of those things is timing and the environment that we're in. Because I think small business and entrepreneurship has never been more appealing to people um, and and so that same timing, I think, is at play with the We Are a Generation message. Right. A lot of people saw it from the product perspective. What's more important to me is that you you would be a carrier of the cause more mm -hmm. so. And one way to, to join in in that is mm -hmm. to be obviously wearing the product, but right. much more just to outward symbol of an inward united you know, cause. Right. Yeah. It's one thing to wear it and, but you need to function. Sure. You need I to, would rather yeah. you not wear it. <laughs> yeah. And, and still complete that, that function. Sure. Yeah, for yep. sure. Um, and you know, it's really kind of interesting that you, you started your business, you started that here, but it wasn't, it wasn't catching on. And, I think that was a timing thing. Yeah. You know, it was the, the community was still very much, um, trying to figure out the path ahead. Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've advanced that now to where we're on the path and we've advanced some steps down the path now and we see a future ahead of us. Right. And so now this message is now joining, you know, on the path that we're already on. So, you know, when, when I began, you know, I did try and disseminate the message and the brand here to a certain degree, but at the same time, um, it, it was obviously a need to um, market, verify the brand in larger cities to see if this message would really resonate right. beyond here because it is a message that can be based here and very much is applicable here 
but like you said, in the current environment that we're in now, transcends beyond yeah. here as well. So <clears throat> I love that I'm from Youngstown. I love that the brand originated here, but mm-hmm. my dream is that it catch on well beyond here. And we're in a stage now where other cities, other counties, right. other college universities are like, hey, we love your message. So I think it is, again, one of those timing scenarios where it just, it just you know, again, came out well ahead of its time, right. which probably began the need to go to different cities at that point to sustain it. And, and it's not it's not pandering in the sense that it was it was created just to sell clothing like it is a natural product of you know the culture and what's happening here sure. that inspired it. So it's it's genuine in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, that to <clears> me <throat> I, you know I've, I've never created a, a a product for the profit side of things. Sure. Even the flea, if you look at the business model, anyone could really you know, take a look at the application fee, multiply that by the time, you know, the amount of vendors that we have and come up with a number to say, sure. well, we're not probably going to make millions in this, you know, vendoring, you know, scenario. And, right. and so with the We Are a Generation apparel, it was the same thing. It's not one of those get-rich-quick schemes. But as a business owner, yeah, you've right. got to find ways to remain <clears throat> in business. And so, but it's always been about people. And in in that respect, with the flea, the business model in and of itself, just as I perceive it, is not entirely. It doesn't have to be original and no. unique. I mean, it's it. But it's scalable to this community. It's scalable to this community, and I think what really makes the flea what it is is exactly what you just said: the people who is involved, yep. who is being featured, who's selling product, and more to this point, how is the flea empowering them? Uh, or even just casual customers to, you know what, maybe, maybe I should do that and, and become uh, a vendor. Yeah. I've, I've, I've dragged people out of their garage. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, I get calls the day before the flea <clears throat> from people who have just begun. <clears throat> and, I, you know, th- their call is almost, they're not even sure. Right. They should even be making the phone call. And, and, and it's their biggest mistake. Because they, they they have now placed themselves in my hands, and I'm going to drag them out um, because we've been in the garage long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say Broadway play style. Like, you called, and your curtain just opened. It's right. showtime. Well, it helps those people as you know understand that, yeah, right now what they're doing is maybe more of a hobby, or maybe there's some therapeutic sense to it, you know. Yeah. And then you apply that entrepreneurial validation as it were um and that can kickstart a whole bunch of things for yeah. for any given person yeah so you talk about uh, the holiday fleet the there's yeah there's examples even within that so what's the holiday fleet so the holiday fleet is the indoor extension of the outdoor you know fleet that we were doing so we began um april of 2016 ran all the way through october you know once a month outdoors and then just you know again you know metaphorically speaking the broadway performance went so well that the mm-hmm. audience just was encoring and even the internal people we partner with were just shocked that we didn't already have a holiday market planned right um, and we intentionally didn't because we we really literally ran the flea like a presidential campaign because of the environment that we were in. If you notice some of the marketing Which strategies. Which <laughs> don't, don't, don't answer that. We ran independently. <laughs> good, okay, good, good, good. But um, <laughs> it, it was very much about our approval rating, mm-hmm. in a sense. 
um, that we wanted to take cues from internally and externally and use those to inform ourselves right. about next year. Yeah, listen to your audience. And, and, and the audience told us, you need to do something for the holiday, which we very well know. Um, fourth quarter for a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses, it's, mm-hmm. it's where they make the, the bang of the buck. Um, but we, we still knew that um, there was uh, a moment that we needed to pause to, to debrief ourselves on the year. Now we decided, obviously, to go ahead with the holiday flea and do it indoors. Um, but we were very careful with it. We wanted mm-hmm. to ensure that we had the proper venue. Um, and I think, you know, Powers and Dior's Performing Arts Center is beautiful. Um, there are so many people in this community who haven't even experienced it. Right. Um, so now they get the indoor version of a outdoor market. So you, you could stay warm, right? Yeah. And you get the venue that is going to lead you uh, not just through... Uh, what's a historical amenity in our own community, but it's going to lead you to a whole other subset of community you've never even seen with these right. vendors. Um, and so it is, is it's awesome. But one of the stories that we talk about pulling people out is in talks with the girl who was interviewing me for the news station, I find that she's a maker. Oh, really? Okay. And, I, and, and again, it was the worst thing she could have told me in between <laughs> the segments that we were doing. Right. And she's going to be a participant at the Holiday Flea. Great. I, like, drug her out. Like, you're coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the, the unique diversity of the products, I think, really makes, helps cement that, perce- that perception you want of the flea and yeah. the perception that it currently celebrates. And you have to, you have to retain that and build on it yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and certainly expand on it. Otherwise, you know, it, it could become just another yeah. shopping and, event. And, and you don't want that. No. You know? And you'll find that we're very intentional with that. Yeah. We, so you're so selective I, in your curation. Sure. Yeah. That, that's one piece to it. Very much a piece to it. Um, and I think that takes some getting used to for the community because they've had experiences at other markets where it, it's a bit more free. Right. You know, they don't have an application process. Um, I don't want people to be deterred by that because that should make you kind of a bit pucker for right. your business and really ask yourself, if I had to fill out an application, do I know my business model well enough? Mm-hmm. Is my you know product on point? Is my display to the community really in line with what I want as a message? So it's really a gut check moment for yeah. you. But there are other elements to it that I think are at play. If you notice, uh, when I do get interviewed by the news, they'll say, tell us about your event. And I'll correct them and I'll say, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. I won't let people attach you know, things that we don't want as far as perception. Sure. Because there are tons of events in this community, and a lot of them are great, um, but they don't differentiate well in the sense of the mind of the consumer. And so in order to do that, we've got to – it's no different than when Converse said, don't call us, you know, tennis shoes, we're sneakers. Right. Oh, yeah, total paradigm (laughs) change. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, oh, don't put them in the same category. Um, And for us, you know, we have to correct every time someone calls it a flea market. Mm -hmm. It's not a flea market. It's a flea. And and I'm not afraid, even with friends. Oh, how's the flea market? No, it's not a flea market. It's a flea. Well, what's the difference? There's a huge difference. Massive difference. (laughs) Massive difference. And so that's why I tell them, come experience it. Yeah. And you'll know the difference. You know, when it comes to the music selection that we have, most people, you know, they go to markets and they don't even recognize there is no music. 
uh, it, but it's so seamless within our experience that if we turned off the music, I bet you would notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such an element to the brand at this point. So, what kind of music do you play? Oh, it's all over them. I had requests from Mumford and Sons, man. Nice. No, but we play, you know, old school. We'll go Montel Jordan. That's how okay. we kick it off every okay. fleet. Well, you got the holiday fleet coming up, so you got to be very careful in, in what you're Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you can play the, the standard Christmas music, but I have a recommendation. Yes. <clears throat> Try to find um, uh, covers of typical Christmas sure. songs from uh, alt rock indie artists. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's out there. It's in a couple hours, though. Yeah. <laughs> so if you true. can send me some of that. Um, I, I, <laughs> and then I, the venue called me, like, we're a historical building and we're playing alt rock <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> classic covers of Christmas. No, it's, it's amazing. And I think those are the elements, you know, that we definitely want to curate and ensure that we hold the line with. We will make mistakes, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and and some, some stones we didn't leave unturned, and some we will as we grow. Um, but, but we like that because we want to see people's reaction right. and inform ourselves thereafter and say, okay, you know. Uh, well, a formula begets staleness, essentially. Yeah. You know, you want to keep things fresh. You want to keep it active. Um, and you really need to charge your events with fresh activity. Yeah. And if, if you're working on a formula, then all of your questions are answered. Sure. And, you're, and not only does your, your business stagnate, but um, so does its perception. Yeah. You know, you're bringing a lot of people downtown that don't come downtown. <laughs> you want to keep doing that. Exactly. You know, and, and you, you framing it as an experience uh, enables that. Yep. You know, uh, but we've got to deliver on that too. Right. And again, we yeah. will fail in some categories to do that. Uh, you know, what people see as the, their perceived experience um, is going to differ from what our experience is. They may perceive the, the bit of you know difficulty or degree of difficulty in mm-hmm. parking. That's part of the experience. Right. And, and some of those things are beyond our control in certain elements, but they are played into. Uh, the full experience. Well, it took us a little degree of difficulty to get here, but we right. made it. Right. And when we made it, it was well <clears throat> worth it. And so it will knock off that small bit of parking issue that they may have had to join in on the electrifying experience that they walk into sure. when they come in and say, oh, wow, <laughs> look at this venue. Look at all these vendors. They really pack this place out. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this the first time? Did I miss something? You know, those are the questions I hear. When you when you when you finally get to experience it, and so that's amazing to me. But one of the uh, very important things that we did with the holiday flea, and it was intentional, was we wanted to seed the idea to begin a new tradition, and that was holiday shopping right in the heart of downtown Youngstown, mm-hmm. and that was so important because of the mentality piece to our community. Um, it, it was it was very much a play on those years that, you know, you and I may have missed out on, but we hear about all the time of, oh, man, downtown was bustling. You know, we used to love to go to Strauss's and get a malt or go to McKelvey's. And, you know, and so we can maybe never recreate those same actual experiences, but that nostalgic feeling very much needs to return to this community. And so the city's holiday parade and tree lighting 
uh, begets that, and then you add in the marketplace piece to it, and now you're talking about spending Christmas right in the heart of your own city. We're not asking you to give up, you know, the the traditions that you've, you know, the crane acts and the, mm-hmm. you know, the mall experiences and the waking up with your daughters and grandmothers and, you know, doing something as a generational sure. family. We're asking you to add this piece in yeah. and then asking how much of your holiday list can you fill right in your own city, 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. Wait for that story that's going to come out that says, I did 100% of my holiday shopping right downtown Youngstown. And we're going to post the crap out of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this. How many, how many folks, uh, how many vendors do you typically have at an average fleet and then compare that to the holiday fleet? Um, we very much have grown from the beginning um, until the end. Every month, month over month, there was growth. Average-wise, you'd probably average out around 60 in the outdoor space, but there were months that were well over that, and there were months that, you know, it dipped in the sense of the weather was a a variable in there. But compare that to the holiday flea, and the only reason um, we would have posted record numbers in in vendors for the holiday flea had we had a larger venue. Sure. We probably could have doubled in number. Right. Um, and, And... but, but again, when you talk about curating well and making sure everyone um, fits within the scope of the fleet, you know, then think about how many applications we got. Sure. <laughs> so that number is even larger. And yeah, we have to turn some of those away because again, you can't call country radio asking them to play hip hop. You've got right. the wrong station. Right. And that's how I try to relate to people in cases that um, there is a scope of the fleet that. You know, it's a market for makers. And so um, there are times where people apply and they're affiliated with a larger brand or product. um, And unfortunately, they're not a fit. But deduct those applications and we still would have, you know, reported record numbers for the holiday fleet if we would have had a larger venue. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I'm not sure, you know, that makes sense to have a larger venue at this point. Sometimes that smaller, more intimate feel is exactly right. So I believe we're the timing. We're exactly where we should be for where we're at, and I think it's going to be amazing. You know, I would say, like, in terms of expansion, you know, yeah, you could always get a bigger venue. Sure. But then the problem becomes, how do I fill this venue? Exactly. So, like, you can have all the vendors in the world, but how do you get people in the door? Exactly. And and then that expands your marketing campaign, et cetera. Exactly. So, you know, uh, one thing you could – you could, and I, I, I enjoy your business, so I'm, I, I'd like to contribute without Absolutely. any. Uh, I go, I'm going to go back and listen to this. unsolicited advice, yeah. Because um, <laughs> there's nuggets in all of these, man. Sure. I, I sit and yeah. listen to these podcasts. And, well, hey, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you could have uh, the, the, the holiday fleet, and then you could have like an after the holiday fleet where, like, you know, it gives vendors an opportunity to sell off what they didn't during the holiday, sure. like a discount or something yeah. like that. And it could just be a flash, just a yep. pop-up one-day thing, and that's it. You, you know, know, so the flea, uh, when you look at it, and, I, you know, letting you in a little bit more transparency, I'm a, I'm, I phase things out. Like, this sure. is phase one. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, and sometimes people will think, oh, I can't wait for phase two, when really we're talking phase 1.1. Sure. Um, and it's so a slow burn. it's yeah. a slow burn because <laughs> right. because there are there was so much opportunity within this. Um, and what we really um, are after is relationship 
and collaboration to pull off a lot of those ideas that you mentioned. And you see that with uh, your, your, you know, your most recent um, podcast with, you know, Marissa from the shop, shop yeah. on Liberty Street. She's been an amazing proponent of the flea. Um, I would think that the, the flea has been an amazing proponent of small business and driving people to understand that we're once a month, but she's, you know, 30 days, 365 right. a year. And so you need those partnerships and collaborations that when, when the flea's not going on, where do I turn to? But, you know, we also need those partner collaborations to pull off those workshops where we're going to have vendors come and show you, you know, what we have now in the modern environment is the paint and sips, mm-hmm. right? How about we start showing you how to pour your own candles and, and reclaim your own woods and, and right. metals? And, and then we get, you know, the, the, you know, the home baking businesses and teach you how to start your, you know, use the Ohio, Ohio cottage laws. And so workshops are another opportunity to inform our audience, sure. but also workshops to inform our vendors as well about, you know, uh, what are some of the unique ways in using social media to get your message out there? What are some of the unique ways to market yourself in the current environment? Uh, how how does your display send the message to the community about who you are, and does it match what what you're about? Right. Um, so, man, there's so much opportunity in 1.1 <laughs> that you know we're not even moving to phase two yet. We're still really chewing on all the meat that we have in phase one. So really, uh, the best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. But it relies on, you know, one thing that I believe, and it's community. It is so much about us. Um, And that transcends any of the ideas that I have. Sure. Um, And it's really more informed by, again, what we talked about earlier and how this is scalable for the community that it's in. Mm-hmm. The flea can become what it needs to become to support the community that it resides in, you know. And so that's important to me is that I can come to the table with hard-lined ideas for the flea, and then we say, but this community really doesn't need that. What it really needs is it to become this. Sure, um, sure. And we're open to that as well. And that's going to come as more people discover who we are and what we're about, figure out what the scope of the flea is, and then start inserting themselves. Cool, man. Well, we're kind of venting on our on our time here. Because um, really, we, we could go all day. Oh, we could. And <laughs> and definitely, folks, stay tuned for uh, an eight-hour-long podcast between yeah. myself and Derek. Um, do is, you have, is that phase 1.1 podcast? You know, actually, I do the, the podcast in phases, <laughs> yeah. and this is the uh, beginning of phase four. So each phase has like a dozen. Yeah, So Marissa was at the tail end of phase three, yeah. and there'll be phase four starting yeah. with you. So. I want to kick off my own phase with you, though. Okay. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm a bit of a diva. Okay. You know, male <laughs> diva, if you will. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. masculine diva, you know. Yeah. Like, should I lower my voice when I say diva? No, it is, man. I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, it's really setting its own tone within the community, and it's again something we need because it's a literally archived uh, opportunity to yeah. go back in and, and really, you know, ideate for the future. Yeah, there's this cool anthropological sort of uh, uh, observation to it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm I'm learning so much about just everyone and everything. I love how yeah. most of the people you've interviewed you've never met. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I purposely do that. Like I don't. I, I mean, we've we've we we've go, crossed paths. We've, co- we've crossed paths. We go back a little yeah. bit, but I absolutely love meeting strangers. Yeah, 
because um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, folks, if I if I come off as awkward on this podcast, it's because <laughs> I really am. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know how to how to talk <laughs> to some of these people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but we make it work. So uh, we'll definitely come out to the flea uh, at some yes, point yes. and uh, get begin some, a new tradition. Absolutely, it's get holiday some, shopping. Get and some and recordings of uh, of your your faithful customers and fans. Awesome. So thank um, you for the opportunity, man. No I really problem. And it. one more time, could you just tell people how to get involved? Yeah. So. Uh, social media has been amazing for us. So just visit us on any major social media at Youngstown Flea. Um, go to the website, youngstownflea.com. Uh, message us any way you can find us. You know, come out and experience it for yourself um, and, and get a hold of me. I mean, I don't hide. My actual phone number is on <laughs> all the social media sites and the website. So Cool. Well, thanks again, Derek, and uh, we'll stay tuned to the great things you're doing. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Take care.